Hey Kayla. Hello. 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 This is a very exciting day because Megan hath brought her man to our episode. I have brought the husband. Hello. I have spoken so much of the husband, and he is now here. I am now here. Yes. Yeah. Hi, husband. Hello. Hello, wife. <laughs> I love that this is happening because this means that, like, all of us ladies, me and Megan and Sabrina, have now had our men join the fray. That's oh. true. Like, yeah. Am I the last? Of you the, are of the, the last. Yes. You are the last, okay. but certainly not the least. Certainly not. Of course. Just certainly not. Best for last. <laughs> oh, I love it. Hi, I'm Kayla Mason. And I'm Megan Smith. And this is Human Design in Real Time. I'm the founder and CEO of Kayla Care. And as an intuitive human design coach, I use human design to help you get to the root of what's holding you back from living the life you actually want to be living. Human design is a map of your energetic DNA that uses a combination of ancient systems and modern science to help you understand how your energy shows up in the world. On this podcast, we'll be talking with people from all walks of life about how their human design affects their lives and the lives of those around them. Getting your own human design chart is easy. All you need is your exact birth time, and you can go to freehumandesignchart.com to download your own copy. So let's get started. So yes, we've all put our relationship under the microscope in our Human Design in Real Time podcast. So uh, welcome. Thanks. Thanks for having me. We're yeah. going we're gonna to do yeah. this. Excited to be here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, we have, we have Alec, my wonderful husband. Uh, we've been married coming up on five years. Mm-hmm. And we've been together a total of nine years. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. We had to do the math a little bit to figure that out the other day because we were like, you met and we were, okay, right, May 2013, I think. Wow. Yes. Uh, yeah, earlier yeah. Megan told me that you guys yeah. are going to hit 10 years in May. And I was like, what? I know. That's amazing. That is yeah. amazing. I know. And so I feel like today we're going to kind of get to see, so what kind of relationship success and the design that we're looking at comes from that, you know? Like, how can we build <laughs> right. these same bridges? Because clearly you guys are doing something right. <laughs> we must be. I'm, you know. Yeah. Definitely on the right path. I we're on it. the right track. Yeah. I mean, we just did a two-week road trip where we spent two whole weeks in the car with each other and didn't kill each other. Yeah. And is I think I, I came out loving him even more. So yeah. that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that was that was the big accomplishment. I mean, seeing the stuff in all the California coast was really cool, but we still <laughs> liked each other at the end of a two yeah. week car ride. So that was uh, yeah, pretty that. good. And I think we're going to dive deeper into that later because of part of your guys' charts. You both have single definitions, which we'll dive into. Um, but before we talk about that, I just kind of want to let our listeners know. Um, so this is going to be the first time that I'm doing a full-on couple session with a couple that has not actually had a couple session before on the podcast. So um, previously, I know we've already, I've already talked with my partner on the podcast. PJ came on. So you got to hear that from my perspective. Uh, Sabrina and her significant other, Niles, they have had a couple session with me before. Um, so this is the first time that we have a couple on who I haven't done a session with before. So there's going to be a bit of them learning on the air in real time um, and some of us discovering things that are actually happening within their relationship in real time. Um, so this is really exciting for us and we're excited to see what this is like. Totally. But this is not the first time that I've been the guinea pig, right? Because like we've we've done we've done Megan is the guinea pig a whole bunch and now I've volunteered my yeah. husband to now we're both yeah. a guinea pig. Yeah. Also a guinea pig. Yeah. Or voluntold. 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 And actually, Alec was one of my first coaching guinea pigs as well. Alec was one of the first people who I, when I like, yes. you know, way back when, when I first started working with Megan, I started working with Alec a few weeks later um, as individuals. So this is very special for me as well, because as much as I worked with him it was over a year ago that we worked together now, I think. Um, so I haven't actually gotten to work 
on yeah. human yeah, design with you and especially not with you two together. Because we love you and support you and yeah. want to support all of your, your endeavors. And so we voluntarily be, become guinea pigs for you. Yeah. Thank <laughs> Whatever you, so you need. <laughs> Anytime to I help love, out and support. I love that. that makes yeah. me so happy. Thank you. Um, so before we dive into the design, I want to know a little bit about your relationship. I want to know where you guys met, how you guys met. Let us fall down the fun little rabbit hole of Megan and Alec. Um, well, uh, like we stated before, it was May of 2013. Once upon a time. Once upon a time. <laughs> the ye old land of Peekskill. <laughs> uh, basically, Megan's friend and my sort of a acquaintance at the time matt was having a going away party and uh he was going away to texas uh and he was just having like one last little shindig before he would leave essentially and uh we met at that party and we basically met over a beer pong table uh-huh. and uh <laughs> yeah she just megan was really cool because she was holding down her side of the table <laughs> by herself basically and she was against me and my friend the whole time. And like the whole time her friend, whoever it was that you were playing with, was totally flaking out totally on you. Totally not, not like even somebody there. I don't even remember. Yeah. Because she w- just was like, we're playing and you're playing with me. And I was like, okay. And then she left. And then she left. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and left me to turn for myself. Yeah, essentially. I'm like, okay. Yeah. What what a beautiful invitation from the universe, though. Right. This moment, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I I wasn't really day. like expecting to meet anybody that night. I kind of just went to like support my friend, but you know, I thought he was kind of cute, and um, he asked me if uh, yeah, I you ask me. <laughs> well, so it was very loud in that basement where we were playing, and uh, what ended up happening was like I I wanted to ask her for a number because I thought she was cute, and I. Wanted to see if I could befriend her, and who knows where that could go. <laughs> obviously, it obviously. worked out. Um, but essentially, I, I asked her, like, hey, can I get your number, and can I possibly see you again? And what she said was, if you know Matt, you'll see me again. But because it was very loud in the basement, I heard, because you know, if you know math, you'll see me again. And at which point, my brain exploded. <laughs> I didn't know what to do. I was trying to think of, like... How many cups did I make? How many cups did she make in the beer pong? Like, where? Uh, and I kind of like lost it a little bit. And I kind of, she just like drifted off. And I was just staring there like, uh, what do I do? Because <laughs> I was stunned. Like I blew his mind for yeah. a hot second. Not intentionally. No, not intentionally. But uh, at the end of the day, uh, Facebook was the vessel by which we kind of reconnected. I basically, I think I friended you on Facebook and... I think I said like, "Hey, really nice to say." Or I forget who actually replied first. I but... forget. We'll have to like look that up yeah. somehow. But we started talking on Facebook, and yeah, that the rest is history. There you yeah. go. Wow! Oh, that's so great. I love that. I feel like some of the best really most of the best things that happen in our lives are by total happenstance and are also things where you get like a random invitation for something. Um, And this really plays into human design as well because we are as beings built to respond to what comes to us. Whether for projectors, I have to wait for an invitation into something. Both of you have defined sacral centers. So for you, it's about letting something come to you and responding to it with that immediate gut instinct. And so in this situation, Megan was given the, we're gonna play beer pong, yes okay, (laughs) she's playing beer pong. And then you were given the, wow, look at this woman. Yes, gut response. And then even though she said something random across the table, nobody knew what was going on. You both understood. You both knew because you had that gut instinct. You had that gut response knowing, yeah, oh, this person's important. This person is important. Right. Yeah. 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 I love that. I think I did know. I did know that that this person was important. I just yeah. didn't know how important. Yeah, I guess. Uh, I think it was like as soon as we started talking on Facebook to each other, it was like, oh, you're cool. You're really awesome to hang out with. And then like as I it progressed and got better and better and better every single day. And I was just like, oh, this is amazing. You know, like this cool person that I get to hang around. with. 
you know. That's so great. And I also, I think it's so funny because in the dating world right now, one of the things that is, you know, becomes such a stigma is, oh my God, well, did you get their number? Did they get your number? Can, like, how, how do you stay in contact? Like, there are all of these rules about how you're supposed to get in contact. When in this situation, you didn't even exchange information. No. It was very much, you just. No, you I just, just straight up stalked her. It was Essentially. <laughs> I stalked yeah. her on Facebook. I friended her, and the rest is yeah. So a good old fashioned yeah. Facebook stalking, yeah. you know. Yeah, you know, Just, back in the twenty you know? tens when that Terrible. was the way to to get to know someone. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, that's so funny. No, it no. wasn't terrible because all's well that ends right. well. Yeah. What is that Dommler, I'm, I'm Doppler? Right. Yeah, the yeah. Dommler Doppler effect. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely a. What Doppler. is that? That you were a Doppler. So, well, instead of being like scary and afraid of this person like me stalking, stalking me on you. Facebook yeah. like a Dahmer. I was like, oh, you're cute and you stalked me on Facebook <laughs> like a Doppler. Yeah. Exactly. And again, you knew. No, I, I never heard that, that is not oh, a man. thing that I was not that? a thing that I knew about. But I'm sure somebody will, so I'm glad you said it. <laughs> Um, all right. So I want to kind of before we start, because we already know what Megan's relationship is with human design. Um, so I want to know, Alec, from you a little bit. What is your current relationship with human design? Um, so I think we talked about before that I was a little bit of a guinea pig for you uh, when you were starting out your business and stuff and getting your feet underneath you. Uh, and we did a little bit of human design. Um, but uh... I think I didn't really have enough understanding of what was going on with it. And before this episode, I think a few days ago, I tried to also look up a chart for myself and figure out, like, mm -hmm. what is this? And, uh, yeah, I got lost with the numbers and the symbols and everything. So <laughs> I'm, like, as as baby basic as you can possibly get with this. So Perfect. I love that. Um, and I also, you're not baby basic. You are very much uh, curious. And I think that yes. is the I most- I guess that's a better way. That's the most important thing. And I think that's one of the things that we've talked about on this podcast, where I think the most important thing that you can arm yourself with is a sense of curiosity. Because when you come to the world curious, then you're setting yourself up for success every time because you're going to explore and you're going to find something new. And that's, you know, just such a beautiful way to approach life. So good on you for showing up here and for being curious. I love that you looked up your chart before you got here. And I totally understand <laughs> that it made no sense because it just doesn't. So. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's that's yeah, why it made no sense to me. But I imagine you'd be like, "Oh my God, you're a I'm not sure what, but you're amazing." Yeah, exactly. You've got you got all sorts of roots yes. and sacrals. Yes, actually, you have a defined root and a defined sacral. So you had yeah, there you go. You said some good oh, words. Okay. <laughs> so we'll dive in a little bit to your design, Alec, just so you have a kind of overview of where we're coming from when we dive into the two of you together. Cool. Awesome. So the thing that human design does is it gives us an understanding of the energy we create versus the energy we absorb. Everyone has an electromagnetic field around them that emits energy. We are all walking around with energy surrounding us. And human design tells us the kind of energy that we emit. Then it tells us the kinds of energy that we absorb from other people. So when you are looking at your chart, do you have your chart in front of you? Give us one sec. Yes, yeah. it's right here. Great. Awesome. <laughs> um, okay. So if you look at your chart, um, you'll see that there are a bunch of shapes in the center of the human design person. Every one of those shapes corresponds to a different energy center. So have you heard of like the chakra system? Uh, yes, but I couldn't tell you what that is or means. Awesome. So essentially the chakra system is it breaks down human energy into different uh, concepts. So for instance, uh, the root energy, like the root center is grounding energy, is like 
home energy. The sacral center is creation energy. Each of these energy centers is also connected to certain physical parts of the body. The solar plexus is about personal power, is about um, like creativity as well, the sacral and the solar plexus work together in that way. The throat is about uh, expression, is about getting things out into the world. The heart is about love. It's about belonging. It's about our connection to others. Then we have the third eye, which is connected to psychic energy, to mind energy. And then the crown, which is our connection to the divine. So all of these different kinds of energies live within each of us. And when we look at human design, it gives us an idea of how these energies show up for us as individuals, not as a collective. So for you, if we look at your chart, you have three centers defined, meaning that these are the places where you create energy from. And those three centers are your root center, your sacral center, and your self-center, which is most closely related to your heart. So for you, the energy that you create and send out into the world is in great part grounding energy. You bring an immense sense of home and grounding wherever you go. You bring sacral energy, which is energy of creation, of being able to create and be creative. And then you bring that self-energy, which is belonging, which is love. So when you walk into a room, if you are feeling in the highest vibration of this energy, other people can feel it. They can feel the love coming off of you. They can feel that sense of accomplishment, of uh, sustainable energy coming out of your sacral. And they can feel that sense of home that your root center brings. So when you are in a high vibration of the energy that you create, you're bringing a really wonderful array of energy into the room with you. And I think Megan could probably speak to this because I know we've discussed before, Megan has an undefined root center, which means that she might struggle with feeling ungrounded, with feeling kind of lofty, kind of not being able to feel grounded in herself. So when she comes in contact with you or with someone else who has a defined root center and is living in a high vibration of that root, it helps her to feel more at home. It helps her to feel more grounded. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I Even when we were first dating, my parents pointed out to me that he grounded me because I was like all over the place and even now he is he is home to me. Yeah. I feel very, very comfortable around you, very safe being around Alec because it's it's home. It's very homey. He he brings a wonderful sense of home. Well, this yeah. is my life. Very nice. You guys are saying <laughs> such nice things. And yeah, I uh I'm glad to be your 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 center, you know, yeah. wherever that means. Uh, you know, to help you ground and have a place. Yeah. 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 So. yeah. And is that something that you find is uh, present for you as well? Do you feel like you tend to ground the people around you? Um, yeah, I think I have a, like a, uh, I guess not sobering effect on people, but I guess I definitely have a certain way of just keeping people calm and keeping things light. And also, I guess, like you were saying before, having a certain amount of creative energy that I can just bring into a room at any given time and just uh, really know how to wield. So awesome. Yeah, yeah it's pretty cool. That's yeah, kind of hits it on right nail on the head and it's kind of skabooky. Yeah. In a little way. So that's cool. <laughs> Great. <laughs> that's exactly what this is meant to be. Um, another thing that often comes up with the root center is kind of this. I used to work in the restaurant industry a lot and they would call it the uh, the swan where above the water, the swan is gliding. The swan is gliding. The swan is gliding and looks very pretty. And then underneath the water, the feet are going, the feet are going, and the feet are going, 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 going. <laughs> and so with the root energy, you bring that into a room. Is this something that you find you are very, like you're calm under pressure? 
Oh, okay. So I'm like, am I am I the swan oh, or am I both. the swan? You are feet you are the swimming. You are the I'm both whole things swan. at the same time. Okay, I see. So like, um, <laughs> that makes sense. Uh, no, I don't know. I think yeah. There's definitely a lot of times where if uh, there are times where stress will just absolutely take me for a ride. Um, but for the most part, I'd say that uh, I definitely am able to. When things are stressful or things are bad, like some situation arises where it's like, oh, we have to do this horrendous amount of work all of a sudden. Uh, I'm just like, okay, here we go. We're just going to hop to it. And even if it's weird and even if it's stressful, I just sort of, we just sort of do it anyway. So, yeah, I guess that, yeah, that totally makes sense. I am a swan. You are. With a bunch, with really kicking feet. Yeah, (laughs) you absolutely are. Um, And then that brings me into the next part of your design that is very cool and that Megan actually shares as well, your defined sacral center. So this is the part of you that is able to create, to do that movement, to have that consistent, sustainable energy. So this is why you are able to wake up in the morning, start doing the things that you want to do, and then fall asleep at the end of the night, head hits the pillow, and you're good. As long as you are doing the things that fuel you, as long as you're doing the things that make you feel that burning sensation in your gut that says, yeah, this feels good and I want to keep on doing it. Does that feel like it applies? Yeah, I'd I'd say uh, at least (laughs) my schedule wise, I definitely wake up early and I wake up immediately. It's sort of a weird sort of uh, very low base (laughs) superpower that I have that when I wake up, it's just I'm awake. That's there's no groggy period. There's no Mm-hmm. like just yeah just that's it and then i'm awake and it is sometimes hard to fall back asleep but uh i usually have to wake up pretty early for work anyway around like uh four or five o'clock yeah um so i'm just up i don't and know it's i get the I wake up. <laughs> and i do find that like in the wee hours of the morning there's that very nice wonderful space where you can just kind of do your own thing and be alone and everything's nice and chill and quiet and kind of use that to just sort of prepare myself for the rest of the day. Uh, and then, yeah, I come home and usually I have to fall asleep because I have to wake up so early. I have to also yeah. fall asleep early. Um, so, and I'm less good <laughs> about that, especially with apps and everything going on in the world. But, um, yeah, I definitely put myself to bed a lot earlier. And I, I do feel pretty fulfilled at work. I do get to be, create a bunch of stuff I uh, for those uh out there i'm a uh, set dresser so i i actually work in film and television uh just creating or helping to create the sets that end up on film and tv shows and on streams and all that kind of stuff so um and it's an interesting job because i get to sort of create solutions for really wacky stuff that producers or art directors or whoever needs something done you know like um like we had to hang a curtain uh the other day and we had to do it off a pole and do it diagonally off that pole it like so it created like a small hallway so i'm like you know everyone's like how the heck are you gonna do that i'm like ah i got it i think i have something and you know i figured it out i basically took a bunch of like pieces of wood and just sort of cobbled something together to make sense and it worked and it stayed up the whole time, you know? And, uh, yeah, so it's little stuff like that. I think, uh, definitely give me, uh, give me a sense of satisfaction about what I'm doing. Cause I'm able to sort of just be resourceful and pull something out of absolutely nowhere and create it to make it work. And that feels really, really good. So That's awesome. And do you find that when you are doing those things that you it feels sustainable that you could just keep going? Uh, Yeah, I think so. I mean, uh, there's definitely times where, uh, you know, I'm definitely hitting my head against a wall. Like, how the hell am I going to do this? You know, because I'll I'll, it'll be like I need a screw that's two inches long. And the longest I have is only like 
yeah. three quarter or something just something's like off and i need to there's like the one missing piece to the mm-hmm. puzzle that i just don't have and i need to kind of just make up the puzzle piece rather than find it you know what i mean there's yeah. no finding it there's i have to cut a puzzle piece out and then jam it in there and hope it works <laughs> yeah <laughs> which for the most part it works there you go <laughs> i'm pretty good at making puzzle pieces yeah, at this I was point. Gonna say, it sounds like you're pretty good at what you do <laughs> yeah so uh it, it is fulfilling and it feels good and i guess i could keep on doing it forever just so long as i can i guess figure out what the because I guess there's that certain wall you get to, right? Like uh, sometimes you just can't get past that thing and that's super frustrating. So Yeah, and it's I love that you said you're discussing frustration because so in human design, we each have self and not self themes and those are based on our type. So you are a generator and that means that your sacral center is what uh, controls your sense of strategy. So when you are going against your strategy and you are doing things that are not feeling aligned for you, you are going to feel frustrated. (laughs) Whereas when you are doing things that are aligned with your sacral, you're listening to your gut when you are making decisions, you are going to feel satisfaction. So you said satisfaction earlier as well, feeling satisfied with the work that you're doing. And so these are things that are actually unique to people who have defined sacral centers. And this is one of those things that I think is so interesting to talk about because when we discuss the concept of frustration, of course, we all get frustrated sometimes, but a generator is going to feel frustration very personally. It's going to feel very intense when something gets in your way, when something stops you in your tracks, when you're in the middle of creating, of using that sacral energy, or when you've gotten a sacral yes, when you've been asked a question and your gut is like, yeah, let's go do that, and something gets in your way, that frustration feels profound. It feels like everything is terrible now. Is this is this the truth? Yeah, that's uh, yeah, no, that's that's pretty much uh, yeah. If something is like, if I am unable to do what I gotta do, uh, where it's just fix the problem or do the thing, or if I just don't have enough materials to actually get it done, it it does feel uh like a personal loss. I I definitely feel like uh, it's a personal failure on my part somehow, uh, even though it doesn't. It can't be sometimes. There's just no way. I will take it very much to heart because I definitely lean on the fact that I'm a creative and resourceful person. And if I'm not able to do those things, it feels like, well, what the hell am I doing here? (laughs) You know what I mean? Yep. A hundred percent. And I think so often, especially as generators, because so the whole the whole concept with being a generator and having a defined sacral center and you both have defined sacral centers is that you are kind of the backbone of humanity. You are the people who are here to do all of the doing. 70% of the population have defined sacral centers. Half are pure generators like you, Alec, and half are manifesting generators like Megan. Um, And that sacral energy is what keeps the world going. So yeah, sometimes you're going to feel the pressure of the world on your shoulders because it feels like if I can't get this thing done, then who am I? What am I? How can I contribute to the world if I can't do the thing that I am here to do? And the thing that I like to say to my generator clients at that point is when you are listening to your sacral center and your sacral center is where you make decisions from. So when you get asked a yes or no question, you will get a gut yes or no answer. When you are living in alignment with those gut reactions, those gut answers that you are getting, sometimes the answer is going to be, I need a nap. (laughs) Sometimes the answer is going to be, I need to take a step back. And because as a generator, you feel like it's your responsibility to accomplish, to do these things, it can be very easy to just override 
your need for taking a break, your need for going to eat lunch, your need for taking a step back and letting somebody else deal with the situation for a minute, you know? Um, so I, I would love to hear a bit about how that is for you and you as well, Megan, both having to find sacral centers. I can say that I regularly skip meals yeah. when I'm in the zone oh, or yeah. like in the middle of doing something. Yeah. I frequently forget to eat. Yeah, no, I think, <laughs> uh, so I've listened to the other podcast and Megan was talking about doing puzzles before. Yes. And, uh, that's real. <laughs> and no, it's not four o'clock. Like she said, it's like two o'clock or two thirty, like an unreasonable time to continue going. And then it'll be four and then she's still going and then it'll be five and then it'll be seven and she's still going. She hasn't eaten. She maybe or put slept. some or slept. Uh, maybe there's some water, but it's because I brought it to her. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. Yeah. The grounding energy came in. Yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, you're hurting yourself water. now. Um, the amount of times he's been like, go to bed. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, she gains energy as the night goes on. It's yeah. it's bizarre and wonderful. Yeah, and I wonder, I wonder how much of that is is a societal concept that if I don't finish, then I am unworthy. You know. Mm-hmm. I very much like to remove the whole concept that worth is something that can be quantified because it literally cannot. Worth cannot be quantified by anything, not by how much money you have, not by how many people you've helped, and not by how long you've been working. And I think especially for someone who has the ability to continue to work, someone who, you know, like both of you, has that ability to dive into something and say, okay, this is my responsibility now. I am taking control of this situation because I can, because I can do this. And you almost feel like you need to prove your worth by doing that work. Mm-hmm. And that can be debilitating for generators because you are here to do that work. And if you're too tired to do it, there's nobody left. Yeah. So it's really important for you to take care of yourselves as well. Yeah. No, that that's definitely real. There's definitely been a lot of times where I'm working and people are like, Alex, just put it down, go to lunch. It'll be fine when you get back. And uh, yeah. No, I mean, it's like a real, sometimes there's a real problem of just like doing something and then not being able to really put it down for that, that second or whatever, just to go to get a sandwich or whatever, just to make sure I'm okay. Um, you know, because the energy's flowing, the creative juices are going and you just want to just continue to do it, continue to create, continue to just get it done and get it done right. Uh, so yeah, that's that's very real. Yeah, very real for me, and I know it's real for you oh, too. Yeah. Especially when you, Megan works on uh, dresses and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, she definitely gets into the zone like that as well. So, and I'll just go. Yeah, like and and I it. You're more bad. You're worse than me. It, for it sure. fuels me though. Yeah. It's like there's a part of me that's yeah. like I really love doing this, and especially for um, any seamstress work that I do, I don't do it often, so I like to just keep going, mm-hmm. and I live mm-hmm. the the high of I'm doing something that I really enjoy. Yeah. I do I'm doing something that makes me feel good. And I'll just go and go. And then before you know it, it's like two, three, four o'clock in the morning. And Alec is coming in right. being like, why haven't you gone to bed? Yeah. <laughs> and I also wonder if, because I know, Megan, we've discussed before that uh, your job is not something that necessarily gives you that same kind of feeling, that same kind of like, you know, excitement to keep going. I wonder if you were to do things like seamstress work more often, if it might become a more sustainable practice. Because as much as diving into something headfirst and going 12 hours straight is something that you can technically do with your defined sacral center when you're in the zone. Can you do that three days in a row? Do you feel good about it three days in Not a row? <laughs> <laughs> right? What was it? I recently stayed up all night, and the next day I was a zombie, and I was like, oh, I'm not 20-something anymore. I can't stay up all night and keep keep going. Yeah. I, I need sleep. 
Yeah. I like sleep. That's sleep something. is good. <laughs> sleep nice. Yes. Sleep nice. <laughs> Nap time, yes. Nap time? Yes, please. Yes, please. <laughs> um, I think I want to bring us into the couples portion of this at this point. Okay. Within the construct of human design, one of the things that uh, is super fun with couples is what we call electromagnetics. And essentially, that means that when either of you has a gate on the on either side of a channel and you create that channel together, you guys get to experience the energy of that channel when you're together and not any other time. So... Alec, you get to experience the energy that Megan creates by absorbing it from her. She gets to experience the energy that you create by absorbing it from you. And there is energy that you guys create just by being together and in communication with each other that neither of you creates when you are not together. So it is entirely unique to your relationship. So this is why I love working with couples and I love working on this part of human design because a couple, a relationship, is in essence its own design. You guys have your own personality as a couple as well as your own personalities and your own lives as separate people. So one of the energies that you guys create when you are together that neither of you have when you are not together is what we call the channel of emoting. It's a channel that connects the root center to the emotional center. Um, And Megan has a defined emotional center. Alec, yours is undefined, which means that you will regularly feel Megan's emotions. And yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, yeah, I uh, yeah. I definitely am a little bit of a sponge when it comes to emotional output from others. So, yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, and so this channel connects your root energy to her emotional energy. And this channel is all about creativity. This channel is all about creating from a very a visceral body place. So it's a lot of creation. And I love that you guys are both currently talking about the ways that you create physical things creatively. So I'm curious if this energy, this emoting creative energy became more uh, present in your lives when you started dating when you started being in communication with each other did you kind of feel like you were able to step into your creativity more so I feel like we definitely encouraged each other to create more like I talk about how talented Alec is all the time I you know praise him to no end Um, and he gets so embarrassed and I love it (laughs) just just like right now look at that (laughs) Um, I do like working with you too. Yeah. I feel like we work really well together we when we decide, okay, we're going to do this project together, um, whatever that project might be. And uh, I'd say even like when we started dating, really, I mean, one of the first things that we started creating together was like Comic-Con costumes. Oh, yeah. And, stuff. Uh, and we both, I think, really like just leaned in really hard, the both of us. And it was really cool to do that with you because it was like, oh. Someone's just as excited as I am to make something and go out there and show it off to people. So that was yeah. really awesome. Yeah. We got commissioned to make a Comic-Con That's costume right. for somebody else. And yeah. we had a great time doing that together. Like I made all of the garment pieces and he made all of like the armor pieces. Yeah, the for, armor and a sword. Uh, and... For this one costume. Yeah. And, you know, it was so much fun collaborating. So we, we yeah. do a wonderful job collaborating on creative things. Yeah. And I think we both fuel each other a lot in those creative endeavors because we're both generators and because we're both like, we have to do the thing. We have to do the thing. Like, right. let's go and do the thing. Right. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I see that. That's awesome. Yeah. And so what's really cool is that if we were to be in a session like this and and you were to ask for advice on what you could do to strengthen your relationship, I would say the number one thing for you guys would be to work on creative projects together. 
And it sounds like that's something that you have already discovered as a really great way to bring you together. And the other thing about this energy that is important to remember is that because it's in the lower body, this is an energy that requires recognition. So this is not connected to a throat motor, which we've learned about previously. Megan has a throat motor. A throat motor essentially means that when she says things out into the world, they become the truth. When she speaks things out, they become what is going to happen. And this energy is not connected to the throat. This is a, a deep body energy. So allowing it to be recognized by others can fuel it even more so. So having somebody else ask you guys to create those costumes for them was probably one of the most awesome things for you guys to work on. Um, so I would really encourage you to find, like to put yourself in situations where you're likely to have opportunities to work together creatively. Is that something that you guys are doing that you do and with any regularity at this point? Halloween seems Halloween. to be uh, the regular yearly, hey, what are we going to be? And it always ends up, usually we try to stay away from just like buying uh, a costume. I think what last year we had to more yeah, or less. Yeah, last year it was like we were moving so much that yeah. I couldn't get it, my things out and yeah. you couldn't get your things out to so, like be able to make anything. Yeah, so, other than that, we've made couples costumes every year. Every single year, yeah. yeah. So um yeah, and I and when we bought it it was like, oh man, yeah. I guess, you know. <laughs> yeah. I guess we'll do it this way this year. It doesn't feel good. Yeah. I mean, I don't even were remember. Your, were your we sacral were. centers, your sacral centers were giving you those hell no's? <laughs> well, it was more of like at the time, we just simply didn't have the energy to create anything because we didn't have the space. We didn't have the time. Uh, we didn't have the energy. The resources. We didn't have the resources. Like we just couldn't access right. our tools and things to make right. things. Because we were in transition. We had, what was it? Did we just move into this house? No, no we, we were, were still, still at my sister's place, which we didn't have any like workshop or anything to really like, okay, this is our place to create things. And I think that's very important for the both of us is to just have like a, a singular area to go to to create our stuff. Like I have my garage and that's sort of my space in order to create what I got to create, like mm -hmm. everything that we do. And uh, Megan has my office, this office here, which if we panned, we'd see a bunch of like fabric and mannequins and all sorts of stuff for her to make uh, all sorts of things with. So, yeah, it's definitely um, I think it's definitely important us to have a space to actually create things. Yeah, I don't think we can just can't just make up stuff from thin air with nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I think that plays into that root energy that we were talking about before, because you create that root energy, that home energy, that need to ground down. Um, and this energy that we're talking about here, this connection for you two, is a connection of the root and the emotions. So it is very much home connecting to creation with emotion. So that creativity, having a space, having a set space where you can go to be creative feels very aligned for you guys. So I love that you've created that for yourselves. Yeah. Yeah. I think we bought this house with that in mind, yeah, right? With those like ideas I wanted in mind. a craft room mm -hmm. and you wanted a workshop. Mm -hmm. And we got that in this house, which is phenomenal. Yeah. Um and now we can make more things. Yeah. I also just like yeah. helping you make things. I help too. I like helping you make things. Even when I mess yeah. up. <laughs> Even when I terribly Aww. mess up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I still feel bad about that elf no, costume. No, it was it was a great elf costume. Yeah. It's still a beautiful elf costume. It was just like the smallest little, like everything was off by like a quarter inch, like not even a quarter inch. Yeah. And I was like, it's wrong. <laughs> yeah. Pretty embarrassing day in my life. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I felt so bad. I got so upset because yeah, I was did. so stressed out. Yeah, you got really oh. upset. But no, I mean, it's still a great costume and... Our elf and dwarf costumes were yeah, they look really, awesome. really good. They still look really good. They're so. still amazing. Yeah. So. so. Or like we, I helped Alec make a a big gaming table. We have this beautiful gaming table. Yeah. Um, 
that I, you know, he did most of the work on because I'm not a carpenter whatsoever. Uh, and I loved working on it with you and just watching you do yeah. it too. Just like watching you make things or like when you're in the zone, yeah, I'm really in any in zone. zone, it's it's so wonderful to watch because he like, he just gets so excited and so passionate and he's so good at the things that he does. And I just love, I love watching and participating thanks but but also watching thanks <laughs> i love that i love that so much um and i i do kind of want to take us back to that the concept of megan bringing bringing the emotion into the situation you were talking about the elf costume you were talking about this thing that occurred with the elf costume we don't need to get into it if you don't want to um but Megan creates a good amount more energy than you do, Alec. Yeah. Um, and Megan has. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Uh, I'm glad that we agree. Um, <laughs> but she also yeah. creates, I think, three different channels that you have one gate of, which means that she creates this energy and uses this energy regularly all the time and is constantly living in the space of this energy and when you're around her not only do you feel it coming off of her but you get to experience it because you are creating that energy with her as well so the energies that fall in this category one of them is inspiration is this concept of taking something from heart, taking something from soul, and letting it become an expression. And one of these things is you actually have two connections of the throat and the self. So the other one is awakening, which is the concept of the soul becoming awakened through the expression of the throat. And then the last one is the channel of exploration, which is the connection of getting to use your soul to accomplish goals, to find something that sets your heart on fire and to be able to carry it through. And so it's interesting to me looking at this because all of these channels come out of the self-center. They all come out of this loving, full, belonging energy that you both create. And you actually both have the same gates coming out of your self-centers. So you experience very similar love energy, but Megan has more definitive energy channels. So I'm curious, Alec, how do you experience this intense kind of like soul-loving, belonging energy from Megan? And do you also find that you experience more of that soul energy when you're with her? Like this. <laughs> like <laughs> Megan just put her face very close to mine. That's about as real as that gets. Um, no, I think uh, the question being like, how do I feel about the the intensity of Megan's energy against my own, which is less intense, I suppose. Um, I think- Yeah, and how does it change is, you as well? I think it has pushed me to experience things that I've normally would say no to. Like when we used to live in the city, uh, Megan loved the nightlife. She loved going out, she loved just going to a random bar or seeing her friends do a show and stuff like that. And I had less energy. I have less energy for that kind of stuff, especially like at the end of the night where we're drunk and we're on a train and someone has to stay awake in order to make us not go all the way down to Jamaica. <laughs> you know, like it's painful, <laughs> you know, but, uh, I think because of that, it, it got me into a better place to experience just life in general, to experience all the cool things that were, I was just simply missing um, because I just didn't have her in my life to sort of push me into not uncomfortable places, but places that I wouldn't normally access or go to myself. Um or like more recently with this, with the road trip that we took down the right. West Coast, you know, I'm sitting there being like, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. I want to do this. And, you know, coming up with all the plans and, and working on it. And then, 
you know, once we got there, um, you like really, you seem to enjoy yourself more now that we were there and we were experiencing the whole thing together. Yeah, definitely before we went on the trip. So we went on a trip recently down the Californian coast. We started in Portland, Oregon, and we, for two weeks, sort of slowly made our way down to San Diego. And I think when I was planning it, I was really trying to meticulously figure out like, okay, what are we going to do this day? How many hours can we travel to get to the next area? Like, and just sort of like really kind of try and plan it out, but do so in a weird, loose way. So we didn't feel exhausted at the end of every single day. And I think uh, what ended up happening really is a lot of the times that Megan would say, I want to go do this thing. And I'd be like, uh, she's like, I want to go do this thing. And I'm like, all right, all right, let's go do the thing. You right. We're at, we're on vacation. Let's go do the thing. Fuck it. Um, oh, can I curse on this? I don't even know. Yeah. 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 I just I one slipped so. out. So I was, I was like, oh, oh, <laughs> demonetize. I'm pretty sure I've already cursed several times oh, okay. in one of the episodes. You're good. You're all right, good. All right. Just making sure. Uh, so we went and we did the thing and we had a great time. Um, and I would like encourage him to be like, if you want to do something, let's go do the thing that right. you want to do right. too, right? Yeah. Um, we don't have to do everything that I want to do all the time, but if I wanted to do something, I was going to make it happen. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's like, that's a problem that I have in general. I think it's just like, if I have a sort of certain set plan in motion of how I'm going to tackle or do something. I try my best not to deviate from said plan. I mean, obviously the world is imperfect and mm-hmm. so are plans. So they always have to change a little bit, but to completely derail and be like, let's go that way. is sort of like a weird thing that my brain goes, uh, okay, yeah, we can do that. <laughs> you know, like push the boulder over yep. the hill and it's like, oh, yeah. all right. And then it rolls that way. <laughs> There's like a buffering yeah. moment. Yeah, it's just like <laughs> computing, <laughs> computing. And done. All right. Yeah, let's do. <laughs> and so it's it's actually interesting because that energy exists in your chart. It's Does very it? clear. Y- yes. You have the channel of rhythm. It's actually uh, the 15-5. So if you look at your chart. Oh, yeah. You okay. Right there between. between yeah. Yeah. It's between the self-center and the sacral center. And that channel is uh, is essentially that you have a very clear concept of rhythm. Your body knows exactly what it's supposed to do, when it's supposed to do it. And once you have a steady rhythm and you know the way that things are supposed to go, you just want to stay in it. You could just stay there and you could stay there all day. (laughs) You could stay there all year. You could stay there for the rest of your life. The funny thing about that rhythm is that then my mind and my creativeness will try to improve that rhythm as it's rhythming and make it mm-hmm. more efficient as it's going. So it becomes faster <laughs> and better <Yeah>. every <laughs> single second. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's weird. cool. Yeah. That's that's very cool. So that's there, huh? That's neat. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> that's right there. Wow. It's <laughs> right it's right there. It's right there. Weird. <laughs> Kayla, get out of my soul. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so exposed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm so sorry, but also I'm so happy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I I think that this like having this energy in your in your chart and being able to meet somebody like Megan and see where your energy meets hers and being again here we are curious about what the world could be like if you went and did the random thing that Megan was like, you know what? I want to go do this thing. That's such a beautiful and high vibrational energy to bring into a relationship. So I want to commend you because it would be very easy for you to fall back into the negative side of that, which is, nope, I do things this way and this is the only way that they can be done. If we don't do them this way, they are wrong. And that is an energy that we see a lot of. And especially when people are not listening to their sacral centers, when people are not doing things that feel aligned for them, when people are not living within their strategy, that people get caught in cycles of frustration and are then stuck in, well, I need to control 
what's happening. And so they try to use their energy to control the world around them rather than being present with what is coming to them and being able to be open and responsive. So I want to commend you for that. That's very cool. That's that's very nice. That, um, yeah, that's a really high compliment. That's wonderful. Thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. We're all about compliments here. Yeah. And love. That's pretty nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You'll come back. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, right? And I, I love using human design for that purpose, too, because I feel like it, it, human design was originally created as a way to help parents to parent the child they have rather than the child they think they're supposed to be parenting or themselves or whatever. Um, and within that, it was there was a lot of troubleshooting. There was a lot of like, well, this is what's wrong. Here's how you fix it. But I find that human design is an amazing way for us to acknowledge what is here so that we can make space to love what is here, you know? So when you, for instance, in this situation, when you make space for the idea that you have a natural rhythm and you do things in a natural rhythm and you can say to yourself, you know what? I love that I have a natural rhythm. I love that that's the way that I function. I love that I get to experience this natural rhythm every day, all the time. And I love that so much that I don't need to prove it to anyone. I am allowed to experience other things as well. I can love that this part of me exists and also be open to other things. And that, I find, is the most beautiful way that we can use human design because you can see, oh, okay, wow, this is a big part of my soul and this is how I function. You can learn to love that part of yourself and then you can say, oh, but look, I absorb emotional energy from my wife. I absorb this emotional wave that she experiences and I get to take that ride with her. And when she gets excited, I get excited. And when she feels low, I can tell that she's feeling low. Mm -hmm. I can either give her space or maybe, you know, I'm going to experience that. And just being present for these experiences, I think, is such a it's a beautiful way to experience human design in general because it's more about acceptance. It's more about love and it's more about moving forward and seeing where we can go with this rather than trying to troubleshoot and figure out how to fix things. Yeah. Yeah. I, that was pretty concise. I, I don't yeah. even know what to add. Yeah. <laughs> he definitely, I, I do feel bad though. Cause like, it's not always, you know, sunshine and rainbows. Oh, for sure. And my, my emotions can get, really big yeah and and really intense and it's and, definitely hard for me to yeah uh deal with some of them and there's definitely been times where you are very angry at mm -hmm. something and i i especially in times of like when people are fighting i try to back off i try to peace keep i try to see both sides of the argument and um especially in recent stuff that happened in our life uh you were very angry and I had a very hard time seeing why. Mm -hmm. um, but I realized eventually like, oh no, your anger is completely valid and, and I yeah. need, just need to trust you in your emotions that you this is what you're feeling. And uh, that took a lot for me to figure out. And, yeah. Uh, we had a lot of conversations about that because I was so angry. Yeah. Um, and because and I didn't understand. it was a lot for him to... Because I just didn't, I I just didn't have the, I just didn't know where it was coming from, a hundred percent, because I just wasn't around to see it, and mm. I wasn't, and I guess because uh, I just don't really feel emotions that strongly as far as like anger and stuff goes. Like I do obviously have emotions. I, you know, I feel, I cry. Uh, I definitely have a thing where it's, if I have an emotion, it becomes too big for me to deal with sometimes. And I need to kind of like, I rein myself in, um, because it feels overwhelming and too big. So then when she, I guess was super freaking angry, mm -hmm. uh, it, it's hard for me to deal with because personally I would say, oh, well I, I need to calm down. I need to 
do that. And I, that's the last thing I really want to say to my wife. You just need to calm down. <laughs> uh, that's a good idea. <laughs> you know? I think you said that to me at one point uh, was early terrible, on in our terrible, relationship. Terrible and I was just like, don't ever tell yeah, me to no, calm down. Yeah, it was a terrible <laughs> idea. For many reasons, it was a terrible idea. I flipped yeah, out. Yeah, no, it was a bad idea. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, and, you know, like, at the same time, like, it was, uh, was kind of... Because we went through those sort of tumultuous sort of figuring out of like, it it doesn't matter if I can't feel that emotion, I need to trust her uh, that that emotion is okay and valid and makes sense. And whatever is going on, she is having an appropriate response to it. Um, Or whatever response I'm having is appropriate. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. That's and that's so beautiful. And then yeah. he grounds me, you know, like, right. He like my emotions can can get really intense and really big. And talking with him about it and just being in the space with him about it, yeah, I usually kinda. just kind of come. I, it brings me back down. Yeah. Um, from mm-hmm. this very big place. Yeah, my energy is uh, saying calm down. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm not saying it. So yeah. that's the better yeah. way yeah. to sort of do it, yeah. I suppose. Just your exactly. Guys out there. <laughs> yeah. Dude, take, take just, that's, well, that's a, that's a, a page that you listen, take from the Alec Just, just yeah. listen. Let them go through the emotions. Let your significant <laughs> other go through the, the turmoil, the tempest of whatever they're feeling, and then just be there for them at the end of it. And that's yeah. that's kind of the best way to do yeah. it, I think. Yeah. You know, it's so interesting because what you just described is, I would have described it exactly to you the same way based on your design. Um, and it's a beautiful thing to get to hear that because essentially what what you just described is what it feels like when one person has a defined emotional center, the other person has an undefined emotional center. So you have an undefined emotional center, Alec, meaning that you do not create your own emotional wave. So when you are saying that you don't have emotions, you do obviously have emotions, Mm -hmm. you feel things, but most of the emotions that you feel are things that you have absorbed from other people which is why you will often feel too much emotion all at once because you have absorbed a huge amount of something and then you are amplifying it because that's how an undefined center works. So that is happening for you. And on top of that, you guys create that channel we were talking about earlier, connecting the emotions and the root. So that means that when you're together, Alec, you experience defined emotions as well. So you are actually getting to help her to process her emotions based on your human design using this creative energy. And it's she's directly connected. She has her throat connected to her emotions as well. So talking things out is going to be very helpful. Um, I love hearing about. I love that literally you just kind of answered my question about emotions between two people who have defined versus undefined emotions and create definition together without me asking it. So that was beautiful. You're welcome. (laughs) You know, that's what nine years of uh, being together does. We we figure each other out. We may not have words for it or a beautiful like human design chart for it, but I feel like we've, we've, done a good job of figuring out yeah some really important stuff yeah 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 like finishing each other's sandwiches (laughs) (laughs) i love you so much that's exactly what i wanted you to say of course (laughs) you're so cute absolutely beautiful and i'm so glad that it happened i love you both so much um and i think this is a beautiful place to stop we're a little bit we're about 10 minutes past the hour um and before we finish up i know so we've just kind of scratched the surface (laughs) on human design both for you alec and for you guys as a couple and so if we were to dive deeper into this and perhaps we will perhaps we'll have you back on and we'll dive a little deeper that'd be cool 
I'd be here for it. Right? Uh, we would dive into some of those other channels that I had mentioned that Megan has that you guys create together. Um, we would dive in a little more into the way that you guys absorb each other's energy and how that works for you. And also, there were a couple things in the mind that I wanted to dive into because you both have undefined minds. So that'll be for our next episode with Alec and Megan. We will oh, definitely man. dive into all of those things. Hey, too. Um, yes. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. awesome. <laughs> um, and I want to say to you guys before we go, I would love for you to take this information with you and to just kind of allow it to settle and start to notice how you can use it in your daily life. Notice if you notice things like this showing up in your relationship. Notice what kinds of communication you're seeing come up. Did anything that we talked about today resonate in a way that maybe you didn't realize it would? So that when we come back, I'd love to hear how things have changed for you since we last talked about your design. Okay. Yeah. We could do that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Sounds yeah. good. Awesome. I have converted him. Oh, no. <laughs> I love it. Wow. The dark side. Oh. I love it. <laughs> it's nice. <laughs> oh, no. oh, it's amazing. All right. I love you guys so much. This is so wonderful. Thank you, Kayla. Yeah, thank, thank you. you so much for being here. If you like what you heard on this podcast, follow us on Instagram at Human Design in Real Time to keep up with our next episodes. And if you want to learn more about your own human design, I'd love to help you on your journey. You can head to my website, kayla-care.com, to book an introductory human design session where we'll dive into the person you were born to be. That's K-A-Y-L-A-C-A-R-E.com. We're always looking for awesome humans to be guests on the podcast. So if you'd like to be interviewed, send us an email at humandesigninrealtime at gmail.com. This podcast is brought to you by Kayla Care. A big thank you to our amazing producer, sound mixer, designer, and editor, Sabrina Mason. Thank you to the composers of our theme song, Niall Spaulding and Sabrina Mason. Thank you to today's guests for being open and present with us. And thanks to you, our listeners, for supporting this podcast. Keep discovering your human, human design, design in real time. time.